You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 23. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes. Hi, everyone. This is Ed K. Smith from The Business Marketing Show, here with my co-host, Brendan Tully, and we'll be talking today about the shift in the online consumer marketplace and uh, how people are reacting uh, with websites and interacting with websites today. So welcome, Mr. Brendan. How are you, mate? Hi, Ed. How are you? You good? I'm, I'm very, very good. Uh, there is a lot of strange things happening on the internet these days, but one of them, which is not very strange at all, is the fact that businesses and business owners are starting to get their head around what they should be doing on the internet. Mm. Fi- finally, it's taken a while. You've been noticing the same as I have uh, in a lot of cases. There are still some people I think haven't quite got this, but uh, that then you know the World Wide Web now is. 20-odd-year-old, so you know, people have been using it for a while. 25 but years, it, nearly. Well, 1991, 92? No, 93, actually. When Technically, when the World Wide Web first launched with a browser in, right. in terms of Netscape. Right. Well, I'm young, so I'll, you know. Yeah, well, well, so am I. So am I, but I started using a computer when I was three years old. <laughs> so, um, you know, by the time the internet came around, ago, yeah. yeah, I was using it when I was in my diapers. <laughs> So uh, it was, yeah, things have changed a lot. Things have advanced a lot more. Uh, but still there are some people out there in, in terms of who has a website in t- for their business. Then they either get this or they, or they don't get it. So um, what is it that you're seeing now, Brendan, in terms of uh, how people are setting up their sites and are, are they aware of what they should be doing? Mm, well, okay, so times have changed, right? Um, I had... Uh, so I was in Perth last week, yeah, last week, and I had a lot of meetings and a lot of discussions, and I felt like I was saying the same thing over and over again. So I was mm. just thinking about it a lot this week, and there really has been, I think we've seen a shift, a real shift that's now kind of been crystallized in the way that consumers behave, or people in general behave, largely driven by smartphones. So, you know, when we first started doing workshops, small business workshops in whenever it was, 2009, 2010, the real discussion was around, you know, you need to be online, like you actually need a website, um, you know, as part of your overall business marketing and sales strategy. I think that the time for that conversation has passed, like you, you know, you either get it or you don't, you know, having a website is part of doing business today, whether it's just a single kind of business card style website or it's a, you know, fully fleshed out thing. Yeah. But um, people have changed, you know, smartphones are now, you know, commonplace. There's more smartphones than whatever feature phones, dumb phones, whatever they're called. <laughs> dumb phones, yeah. Yeah, ones with just big dials on it and all they do is make a phone call or uh, receive text messages but nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I, so both my parents have iPhones now. My brother and sister have iPhones and people are walking, and we've talked about this on other episodes, but people are walking around with internet in their pocket which has really changed the way they behave and it's not just like young people or whatever generation x i don't know what is a generation x is that is that the bad generation or whatever uh gen, gen y you mean i don't know gen 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 y is the is the well, yeah i've yeah i'm gen x i don't think you're gen x you're gen y i, I really pretty, pretty sure yeah i am quite young so you know yeah yeah 
<laughs> I'm still in my it. early 20s, so, you know. Yeah, tell yourself that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the way people behave has changed, and I kind of feel like business owners, in many respects, particularly like traditional small business owners, are still don't realize they need to be playing this game of catch up or they need to be constantly on the ball and really ideally ahead of where the consumer behavior is. Um, otherwise they've, you know, it's not good enough just to have a website now. That's effectively what I'm trying to say. Like the, you know, five years ago, you know, it was good enough to have a website today. That's no longer good enough. Just by having a website does not mean anything at all. So I, I guess there's three points that we wanted to cover today and just flesh that out. I guess it's, you know, from my perspective, a bit of a rehash of the conversation I had 15 times over last week because, mm. yeah, it's clearly there's a trend happening and there's definitely a shift that has happened that you know, business owners need to be aware of and take some action in relation to, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I was giving a presentation uh, last Friday um, and there was about 140 people in the room. Most had some type of small business um, I won't. I won't say where it was or who it was. Just to, you know, <laughs> but uh, the majority of the people. And I was talking about cloud-based productivity apps, um, and also, uh, yeah, well, yeah, cloud-based apps really. Uh, and a lot of the people in the room weren't even using uh, a lot of the really common things that we would just assume that they're they're using. Uh, things like Dropbox or Evernote or. Uh, Skype, things like that that we've talked about before, um, you know, probably less than 20%, 30% of the room would put their hand up when I'd asked about these different types of um, cloud-based apps. So they all had websites. When I asked who has a website, pretty much every single hand in the room went up. So you're dead right there. They they all realised, oh, gee, we've got to have a website. No kidding. And that was, you had to have a website 10 years ago in my, my world. But, um, but they they're still not using a lot of the tools and services that will make their website uh, more user-friendly for the visitor or more user-friendly to them and their staff. So we still have to now go down that path of getting people to make all these improvements to their their functions. Yeah. So I think that's really the first point we need to acknowledge that consumers have changed. So people have changed in the way they behave and the way they act. They've got internet in their pocket. You know, even I know myself, like I, and it sounds really bad, I guess it is in one way, like I was in the airport um, recently and wanted to book for the plane and I went into a bookstore and had a look at all the books and then I bought the book I want on my telephone, on my Kindle. I'm like, I don't want the real book. I just, you know, it's, you know, that to me, like yeah. after the, you know, I sat down on the plane, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I, I was not even conscious of what I was doing. I just saw the book I wanted, turned on my phone, went to Amazon, hit the buy button and there I had the book on my telephone and had it on my iPad. So, you know, I, it's even, you know, I notice it myself, the way I behave has changed and people, the general public are happy to pick up telephone, do price comparison while they're standing in a shop and even purchase stuff while standing in a physical shop via their phone over the web. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, it's one of those things that I, I think uh, physical retail stores have to be aware of that this is the trend, you know, um, and have something to still, if people are going to buy something online and they're in their store, uh, well, you know, make it as appealing as possible. So they're still buying it from them, but give them the options of how they can do it and what they can do. And I do, I do the same. I mean, I don't buy physical books anymore. Um, there are a lot of people who choose still to have that tactile feel of a physical book, but 
to me, when I can carry, you know, 100 odd, 200 books on my Kindle and read what I feel like reading at any time, and I don't have to carry them all around in a backpack or a suitcase, it's a no brainer, really. Yep. Um, so the, these are the types of things we're talking about. People, People's. Uh, way of doing things has changed dramatically and it's been it's a bit like the boiling frog story you know mm-hmm. if you chuck if you chuck a frog in a pot of boiling water it's going to leap out straight away but if you put it in a pot of cold water and then slowly start to boil it then it's not going to jump out um, you know that's if it's a stupid frog i suppose but <laughs> but um <laughs> did you like that analogy but but that's what's happened with smartphones. You know, you look at over the four or five years and, and how the internet has, everyone has adapted. And now, if you were to go and say to someone, right, uh, there's going to be no more smartphones tomorrow, um, all the apps you've been using will be gone, you won't be able to connect to the internet from your, your smart device anymore, and you'll be back to how it was 20 years ago. I think there'd be mass suicides. You know, I think there'd be people going, oh my God, because mm-hmm. they're so dependent on now the way that they use these these tools and devices to go about their every day. It's embedded into how our psyche of how we how we live. So you have to embed your business practices into the same sort of format. So otherwise you're gonna get left behind. Yeah. So I think I, I don't know if there's really an action point apart from except that consumer behavior has changed and the way that you you do business it's not going to be the same as it was. It'll never be the same ever again. The sooner you accept that as a business owner the sooner you can, you know, start moving forward. You know, you, you're not fighting against the trend, you're moving with the trend. Excellent. Yeah, and just maybe do a survey. Do a simple thing. Ask your customers what they want and expect from you and how they want to consume your service, your business, whatever it is you do. Uh, and if you're not offering that to them at the moment, then you, you need to. Yeah. Okay. So, next point. The next point is that this idea of focusing on keywords as a marketing strategy or I want to rank for this particular keyword or anything to do with keywords, the approach is old and it is very limited. And if that's the way that you're approaching your online marketing strategy, then you know, you're effectively trying to you know, drive uphill with the handbrake on. So what we've been doing, and I've only really become aware that we've changed the way like how much we've changed the way we deal with clients um, in relation to this in the last kind of couple of months, but really changing the focus away from keywords, away from SEO, away from AdWords and traffic generation and first starting with let's focus on what you want to sell first, prioritize that and let's build a strategy around that. So at, at the base level, the exercise we have clients do is it's you know it's like a 10 minute exercise 15 minute exercise sit down actually write out on paper pen and paper not on a computer because there's you know there's something that goes on in your brain when you write things down but write out all the products and services that you sell just brain dump it onto a page once you've done that turn the page over and then rank them in order of priority in which you want to focus on the you know the most popular first or the highest margin first or the one that you want to promote first and then order that list. Then from yep. there, we, can, we put that into a spreadsheet and we have a bunch of columns of best practices and things we need to do to make those things happen. So we've already talked about on other episodes that at the most fundamental level, if you want to sell product X, you need to have a page of content or a page on the website dedicated to product X with photos, description, all that sort of stuff. Like that, 
at the most basic level, that's what you need to do. And we still have customers today who fight us on it, that it takes months and months and months to, for that. Yeah. You know, until I have that list, it might be 15 minutes, 30 minute exercise. Until I have that list, I find it very, very hard to build a very, a, like a strong, robust online marketing strategy that, that really works well because, you know, at that core level, like a lot of businesses are just simply missing pages about those products. So just by adding those pages in, you could double the inquiry rate for whatever yep. that product or service is. So yeah, dead, dead straight. I had that exact thing happen literally today, and uh, with with as you work with, it was a dental client. So yeah, um, and that one of the things they're promoting is wisdom teeth removal, and they didn't have a page yep. on wisdom teeth removal. Uh, it was like, hello. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and it's much harder. I mean, there was some basic stuff on another page that had other information about other things they did, but it didn't have a specific page. So it was. It's now it's better for AdWords, it's better for SEO, it's better for the client yep. So or the customer, the visitor. So too true, very good. Yep, yep. So really it is about stop thinking about keywords and Google and ranking number one, switch it up and work out work out what you're selling first and what you want to focus on, what you want to prioritize on. Because we can do everything, but you're going to have to have the budget to do it and the time and the resources. And the reality is, I don't know, you know it too, that when you work with clients, it's not our end that is, generally speaking, it's not our end that's the limitation. It's the client end. You're waiting for something. You're waiting for something to get approved or written or checked or... All the time. Information. So the yep. bottleneck will almost always be the business or the business owner and not whoever's doing the, you know, managing the online marketing side of things. Yeah, typically that we find that to be the case. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think because business owners have got their head in what they're doing so much, they're not really aware of what's going on around them and outside um, and their way is the only way. Yeah. But their way is keeping them down and suppressed and not, you know, dealing with the competition that's eating their lunch. So, yeah. So, okay, so that's point number two. So keyword approach is old school. It really is about let's focus on products and services. It's more of a, I guess, a more broad sales and marketing approach, if you could put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I just, every little thing we talk about in terms of uh, a tool, now AdWords is a tool, SEO is a tool. They're all tools that get uh, get traffic. Um, and those particular areas are, fo- are focused on keywords. So it's not, we're not saying, you know, don't use keywords anymore or people aren't using keywords anymore because that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. not true. Um, that's only getting more and more from my um, experience. But the thing is don't get so focused on just that one particular area. Um, if, if you have a polished product and a, a well-laid-out site, then all those other things are just roads leading to it. That's all they are. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess like it's... Don't start with a focus on keywords. I see so many people focused on, let's be number one for this keyword. And it's like, well, none of that matters. It's all about selling products and services, right? Like that's where yeah. your focus is. That should be the, the measure isn't where you rank in Google. The measure is how is that, you know, the sales performing for that product or service. So, okay. So point number three, and this is a funny one and I get so much pushback on it. And once, once the pushback stops and, the client actually does what they're told to do <laughs> instead of it. It's almost like a disobedient child. Like they, in many cases, they just want to fight you and I don't understand why. But the third point I have is new generation of online marketing is really all about taking the first step of the sales process, which usually happens outside the website and 
you know, taking that online, making that into a format that is online. And mm. by doing that, you'll rank higher on Google, you'll get more traffic, customers will stick around the website longer, you'll get more inquiries, you'll make more sales. Um, it's just, it's, you know, it's the next generation. The customers who are doing that and different businesses, that means different things. So let's, let me give you some examples. And, you know, the most basic example is I deal with a lot of small accommodation businesses and these might be, you know, like a, a B&B or it might be somewhere that has like five chalets, for example. And just by adding that online booking capability to the website, like real online booking capability that takes credit cards, not just a contact form, which mm. is really, you know, the major step in the sales process, you know, a lot of those guys see double the number of bookings or, you know, they go from 60% occupancy to 90% occupancy for something so simple, you know, for a piece of software that costs them 25 bucks a month and maybe they have to change their processes a little bit. But I have multiple clients in that kind of small accommodation space who have fought me for years. I'm like, they're like, well, let's do more AdWords. I'm like, no. The next thing you need to do, the biggest win you possibly have is get some sort of online booking and credit card taking capability on the website. It's really simple. Forget yeah. about it. You're already like, you're, you're ranking number two for the term. Yeah, we can get you one up, but you know, that'll give you a little bit of a boost, but the real boost will be online bookings. Yeah. So, so, this, so that would, you, I would classify that as a conversion step, okay? So that they're already getting traffic, but it's not converting because of A, B, C, or D. Now, the A might be they don't have an online booking form. Now, who in this day and age as a consumer wants to have to do anything manually or phone someone up when they can just fill in a form, put in their credit card details and book it. I mean, hello. It's been you've really needed that for the last 10 years in my you know view, but say the fact that there is now there's so many cloud-based 20 dollar a month solutions. It's ridiculous that it'll take all the pain away. And uh, particularly if you're using something like WordPress, it's typically just a bolt-on thing and a bit of setting up. And, you know, that's something we can do or someone can do for you. Or you can do it yourself if you really want to. But Self-service is a, the big thing. And, like, let's go back to point one where we said we have accepted consumer behavior has changed. So now consumer yeah. behavior or people behave today differently. So, you know, people are sitting in front of TV, let's say, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. They're sitting there watching a show. They've got an iPad or a smartphone next to them. The ads come on, they're on their phone, they see a web address, they're on their phone clicking around or something triggers them. Like I had this conversation with one of my dental clients. You know, mm. People are sitting in front of the TV at 9 o'clock at night and they realize that they meant to book a dental appointment. They've been thinking about it for two weeks, I need to go to the dentist. If yep. you had online booking capability, so this dentist, finally, we've been talking about this for a while as well and similar sort of thing, he's finally pushed the button on it. You know, that person doesn't want to wait till tomorrow to call you. They want to sit there and select the time and do it. You know, they, they will spend the three minutes it takes to do that and done. You, you know, you've got the patient booking. The customer is happy as well because they've got that off their plate or off their mind. But that really comes back to point one. Consumer behavior has changed. People want to book and buy online, self-service, do it all. You know, it's three minutes to do it on your phone versus they have to wait the next day to you know, call up. They have to remember and it's a big piece of, I guess, mental... Uh, processing capacity that has to sit in their brain versus they can just get it done, check it off the to to do list. And mm. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely. Good for everyone, right? It is. Um, and you and I were just talking before about. Uh, I was just saying I've just started back in doing martial arts training, something called Krav Maga, which is a, an Israeli self defense thing that's been around since the 1930s. And uh, I wanted to get back into to doing some of that. And I was watching a movie that triggered this thought, and exactly what you just said. 
I watched the movie. They were using this in the Defence Forces in this particular movie and I thought, oh, I've really got to get back into that. So anyway, I hopped on the website, found a place locally that did the training. They had an online booking form for a, you know book to book in for the free lesson and booked in for my free lesson and, and went to it. But that all happened as I was, I was literally, as you said, sitting on my sitting on the couch with my iPad and I did it all in the matter of 10 minutes from the thought process being triggered. Now, if I had had to leave a, you know, a voicemail message or it was only email-based or any of that sort of stuff, I may not have ended up there, you know. So, mm-hmm. so and that's yeah, one just one example of millions of services that you can apply this to. Yeah, I mean, it really is about people want to buy, right? Like, there's so much, there's so much negative connotations or negative connotation attached to selling people stuff. But really, at the core level, it's solving people's problems. People want to buy from you. If the solution works, there's no reason why you shouldn't be wanting to sell it. So yeah. by having this online booking capability, online whatever it is, you're pulling out the friction points. So you know the path to them buying is easier. The path for you selling is easier. So everybody's happy. It's a win-win scenario. So mm. goals are effectively aligned. Like you know, so a third example of this. Um, another practical example, so Didgeridoo Breath, online Didgeridoo store and physical real-world Didgeridoo store in Fremantle. It's one of my oldest uh, consulting clients. So they work with Matt from Photography Project and they got uh, an online Didgeridoo buyer's guide with has 10 or 12 videos that explains to people who are looking to buy Didgeridoo all the different aspects, like the color, the length, the diameter, whatever the material it's made out of. They talk through all these different points as they would if you'd walked into the shop and we're doing the same thing in person. So that's yeah. been up and live for six months or so and the videos have 5,000, there's 10 videos, 12 videos and they all have more than, you know, sitting around the 5,000 plays mark. So you mm. think about it, that's effectively, well, if there's 10 videos and they've had 5,000 plays each, that's, you know, let's say 50,000 plays, that's 50,000 conversations that the staff yep. didn't actually have to have but they still had with the customer. You know, that's, you know, let's say, you know, tens of thousands of customers that they've had that conversation with, you know, everybody's happy. So mm. it's another example of taking that first step online. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a book online or a, you know, an order online button. It could be something as simple as a good quality buyer's guide. Like they're professionally shot videos and yeah, sure, it costs money. But think about that. If that's 50,000 conversations, if each one's 10 minutes long, you just do the napkin maths on that. It's already paid for itself like many times over. Yeah, absolutely. Of, you know, hourly staff yeah. cost or whatever. But, you know, that's another example of taking that first step of the sales process online. People to buy a didgeridoo, particularly first-time buyers or people buying for their kids for Christmas, which is a great example, they need they don't know anything about didgeridoos. So they have this, you know, the videos are three to five minutes each. They're very simple. They explain all these different basics about it, and it's perfect. Again, it's, a you know, another win-win scenario. So, you know, yeah, every very cool. we have very doing cool. this is seeing big wins across the board. Yeah, it's a no-brainer because it's you, you do it, you build it once, and then it, it keeps on working. And unless it gets to a point where the the video is out of date or not relevant anymore, and you take it down, then you're not using it. But you know, if it's something that's that's going to remain val you know valuable and and uh, viable for the next two, five, ten years, then bloody hell, you know, it's a no-brainer. So absolutely. Uh, you you mentioned before the the accommodation uh, booking service mm. can you can you mention what that is or uh so quite a few using little hotelier little hotelier okay but, but there's plenty around but one thing um so i see a lot of people 
get these cloud services and um, one thing with the implementation that's very important is instead of when someone clicks a buy button it goes to a third party website that really should be embedded inside your own website as well so that's one it's not necessarily a mistake but it's just a better way of doing it so of course yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it, so they're not actually leaving your site because it's never a good idea to have people leave your site so if you can have it so that it's working still within the confines of your your website then the the customer's not shocked or anything that they're leaving somewhere else um yeah and and also better for your marketing because then once they've finished if you can keep them within it you can then do upsells or other promotions so mm-hmm. So cool. But yeah, that's the sort of thing. I mean, just because there are all these inexpensive cloud uh, systems out there, they're often low cost to join, but sometimes or quite often there's some sort of implementation that needs to be done within a site. So that's when you have to get someone that's maybe more technical than the average business owner has the capabilities of dealing with to do the job. So yeah. I don't um, think the, um, the barrier is no longer cost. Like a you know, five or ten no. years ago, there was a, a dollars barrier, but now the real barrier is being organised, and you know, you are going to have to do some work and change your business processes to match this piece of software. So suddenly, if you have an online booking engine, yes, you got to have, every morning going to have to get up and check the online bookings and make sure everything's sweet and the payments work and everything else. You know, it's yeah, the work is not in the buying the software. The work is you know changing the processes to match that whatever it is, new system or whatever. Yeah. And let's face it, if people were complaining and saying they don't want to pay $20 a month or $50 a month for this tool that can save them dozens of hours of of manual labor, then they shouldn't be in business because they're kidding themselves. And that's the way the world is now. Mm-hmm. You know, It's like saying I want to be a, you know, a truck transport driver, but I don't want to buy a truck. Well, how are you going to do it? <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to have the tools. You've got to use what's there. Um, and there's, there's plenty of math and it's, it's really quite amazing what you can get access to. Yep, yep. So, very cool. Anything else to add for number three or are we... We've... That's kind of it. Like really just thinking about taking that first sales pro- step online. One thing like... Uh, so, there's some... Okay, so there's some, some important considerations to make. Um, not everyone's going to hit a buy button online. Different businesses obviously work differently. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that, so I used to, when we worked with clients, we used to have a very simple approach. We used to kind of class, break clients down the middle or split them into two groups, business to business, B2B clients, yeah. and then B2C clients or retail clients. So that worked well for a time, but you know things get more complex and we evolve the way our approach now. So when we work with a client, we look at that B2B, B2C, we look at the dollar cost per sale, we look at the complexity of the sale. So if it's a, you know, Buying a car is certainly a more complex sale than, you know, doing your online grocery shopping at Coles. Yeah. Um, and we look at the length of the sales cycle as well. We take all those things into account. So some businesses, the sales process works differently. It's more complex. It's a higher dollar amount. It's a longer sales cycle. So even with those businesses, even though you don't necessarily or not necessarily able to have a buy online button, you can still do things like, or if you have to do proposals, for example. You can still do things like make a more generic version of the proposal. It might be two pages, four pages long rather than 20 pages of scoping and pricing. You know, include a lot of the information that you would in a proposal. Make sure you're not giving away company secrets and have that available for download. People enter their email address and, you know, they can download that, you know, generic or more generic-ized. I don't know if that's a word. But version of that generic eyes, generic eyes <laughs> version of that um, that proposal. Because the other thing, um, again, coming back to our point one, consumer behaviour has changed. You know, a lot of people, particularly when it's a bigger 
dollar spend or more complex, there's more people involved in the, the buying process. So the person browsing a website might not necessarily be the ultimate decision maker, but giving them something like a PDF they can print out that's, you know, it's a few pages long, it doesn't have to be 20 pages long, something they can print out and have physically in their hands can often grease the wheels of that conversation they have to have with their boss or their spouse or their manager, whoever it is. So that's yeah. another, again, we're talking about taking, that's you know the same sort of concept, take the first step of that sales process online. It's more generic and yes, it's not a full proposal, but at least it's something. It's better than nothing. You know, And all things being equal, if they're looking at you and two other competitors, if you're the only one that has this physical collateral they can print out to have that conversation, then you know, you're going to be ahead of those other two competitors and you're probably going to win, right? Uh, yeah, that that would certainly be logical to me soon. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, we're there close to half an hour, Mark. So uh, that's that's very cool. I, I think it would be interesting to look back on this conversation in a couple of years and see you know, how, how much more people have taken up this type of process and mindset um, or way of thinking for, for their businesses. So... Thank you, Brendan, for your time. Thanks, Ed. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll uh, we'll catch you at the next episode. Sweet. See you next Cheers. time. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes.